believe I'm in a room full of spirit-filled believers, Lord. And a part of our lifestyle is to praise and worship you, Lord. Yes, that's a part of the lifestyle of a spirit-filled believer, to take time to worship you. Father, you have everything already, but you desire for us to give you the fruit of our lips. So, Father God, we willingly give you the fruit of our lips. We thank you this morning. I appreciate you, Lord God. You're so, so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen. Well, you can be seated if you can. If you can, please be seated. Here I am to worship. Wow. I thank God for authentic worship. The Bible tells us in the last days, God will be looking for true worshipers. And if you think about, and you, if you meditate on the word of God, if God's looking for true worshipers, there also means there could be some people out here who are fake worshiping. There could be people out here who are just in church because it's tradition. Well, I ask if that's you, make a change today. Become a true worshiper. When you come in the building, become a worshiper that lifts up their hand and that gives God all you have. Amen? Well, you all might be wondering, this is not Pastor Gregory. You're right, I'm not. My name is Minister George Houston. I'm one of the ministers on staff here. Pastor Gregory and Pastor Trish, they have the privilege of, of moving their daughter into college this weekend. So let's pray for them. Pray for Joel. You know, I, I grew up in ministries where where pastors put their ministry before their family. So I thank God for a pastor that does not put the ministry before his family. I thank God for that. That's a great example for all of us. Oh, hear me, hear me clearly. Ministry might not be your purpose, but are you putting your purpose before your family? Are you putting your job before your family? Our, our pastor is demonstrating for us that he's putting his family first. Your family is your very first ministry. So if you want to hear from our pastors or if you're a first-time visitor, I do encourage you to come back. Uh, he'll be back in the pulpit soon, I believe, next week. But that's where he is. So while you're driving home or whatever, we're going to pray for him. They're going to get back home safe and sound. Joel will have a, a great semester at UGA, as well as some of us have other college students as well. We're praying for all of our students to have a great year. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and pray for our students right now. So, Father God, right now, we bow our heads. We pray, our Father, I pray for every student right now, whether they're in elementary, pre-K, uh, K-4, all the way through high school, through college, through junior college, even adults who are going to school, Father God. We decree and declare this will be our best year in the classroom, Father. Our students, our kids, even us who are in school, Father, will be at the top of our class. That you'll give us the discipline to study and to, and to put the study and our classwork in the proper place, Father. I thank you. We are anointed of and by you to be great students. We hear instruction, Father God, and we take the time to give it our best. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Oh, one more thing. While they're in school, Father, they are divinely protected of and by you, Father. From the bus ride there to the bus ride back inside the, back inside the house home, they are divinely protected of and by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's go. Man, authentic praise and worship. So my name is George Houston, and I am here to talk about, I'm not going to tell you the topic. Don't put it up yet. Take it down. Take it down. All right. I believe that all of us should participate in learning. All right. So you come to service here at LinkedIn Church, we design our services to be inspirational, but also educational, right? 
ideally we want about 70% education, 30% inspiration. And we do what God wants to do there. So here's some questions. Everybody say, I'm ready for the questions. When you wake up, what is the first thing you do? All right, I, I actually don't want the answer. I want you to meditate, ponder, think about it. What is the first thing you do when you wake up? On your way to work, what do you listen to? Those were the two God gave me before today. He gave me some more while I was sitting there. Who or what are you allowing to speak into your life? All right. So today we're going to talk about the lifestyle of a spirit-filled believer. And we'll come back to those questions as we go through the sermon today. And Lord, is, he, God is already doing what he wants to do. And he, who knows where we're going to go. So I, I have the green light to be radical. Um, so we're just going to go there. Amen. All right. So the first lifestyle that every spirit-filled believer should have, actually I'm going to go off script, based on what we just talked about. God wants every spirit-filled believer to have a lifestyle of praise. Yes. A lifestyle of praise. Please turn with me to Psalms 103, verse 4. Psalms 103, verse 2. Um, this sermon is not in your version app. My wife's sermon from this morning was, my wife did an excellent job. Man, I love her. You know, I, I asked God this question one time. Is it possible to lust after my own wife, God? <laughs> no, for real, for all you super spiritual people. And the Bible talks about lust when it's not your wife, and other, but she's my wife, God. So, anyway, praise the Lord. Y'all will get that on your drive home, listening to, uh, yeah, with your bumping. All right, Psalms 103, verse 2. And we will read it from the New King James Version. Psalms 103, verse 2. I'm adding some other things that God just gave me real time. I thank God for doing that. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Let's just say it one more time. Bless the Lord. There it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Some of y'all going to get it. Lifestyle number one, a lifestyle of praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Who forgives all your iniquity? Yeah, some of y'all might be saying, what are iniquities? Your hidden sin. Who heals all your diseases? Lifestyle of praise here. Who redeems your life? Next scripture. Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? lifestyle of praise. Let's go with one more. That's good right there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. New King James as well. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. New King James. We sh as, a, as a spirit-filled believer, which Pastor Greg has been talking about, so I'm just going to stay right in that vein for, for one more week here. As a spirit-filled believer, we need to have a lifestyle of praise because every day we're bombarded by different issues. I, I have some more statements that God gave me. I'll give it to you in just a second. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, 
Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That is the fruit of our lips. Think about it for one second. God already has all the gold. God already has all the land. What he doesn't have is you. So he's telling us he wants the fruit of our lips. God didn't, didn't design us to be robots. He gave us free choice. Anyone following me? Lifestyle of praise. So as a choice, I choose to give God the fruit of my lips. So when you hear us say, let's praise God, yes, clapping our hands is cool, but what we want you to do is give God the fruit of your lips. The, the verse says to continually give him the fruit of our lips. Amen? Yes. Hebrews 13, 15, I'm going back there as well. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks for his name. Isn't that good? So God desires for every believer, especially the spirit-filled believer, to be a person that lives a lifestyle of praise. Mm. One more. First Kings chapter 8. Thank God for your wisdom. First Kings chapter 8, uh, New, New King James Version as well, verse 10. First, uh, First Kings chapter 8, verse 10. Uh, I'm sorry. First Kings chapter 8, verse 10, New King James. It says, now what happened that when the priest had come out of the holy place, I don't have time to talk about the holy place today. The cloud filled the Lord's house. Isn't that good? Some of y'all saw the cloud earlier from the smoke from the smoke machine. Y'all didn't get it. All right, let's keep going. So the priests could not stand in their positions to minister because of the glory cloud. For the glory and brilliance of the Lord had filled the Lord's temple. When we take time to offer up to God, I know the previous scripture said the sacrifice of praise. There will be times where praise to God will be a sacrifice because you're not going to want to do it. Anybody ever, can anybody relate to that? You didn't, I don't, Father, I don't feel like giving a sacrifice of praise, but God still says, give it to me. That's why it's called a sacrifice. But when we do that, his spirit comes in. All right, praise the Lord. Let's keep going. <clears throat> So, the very, so we're talking about the lifestyle of the spirit-filled believer. The first point was to have a lifestyle of praise. Turn with me. Let's go back to one of our questions. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? Some of us, when we wake up in the morning, we reach over and we grab our phone. And we allow the 100% real life of our friends on, on social media to drown us. I'm going to say it again so I didn't catch it. Some of us allow the 100% real life of our friends and family on social media to actually get us down. And that's the very first thing that, you, that we're putting in our bodies for that day. We're letting the 100% real media give us a story first thing in the morning when we wake up. I'm sorry, the 100% holy media. I'm talking about the lifestyle of a, of a spirit-filled believer. And so when I wake up in the morning, and if, if I put the first thing that, let's say we'll come from a health perspective, Dr. Colbert changed my life. Like he made this one point about sugar and cancer that changed my life. Changed my life, for real. Um, anyway, 
So if I wake up in the morning, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. If I grab a, a big, oh, I'm going to tell on myself, I'm from Texas. I grew up in, in East Texas for half of my life. East Texas is the country. I grew up in Houston, another half of my life. And whenever we went home to, to, to see my grandmother, my, grand my grandmother would make homemade buttermilk biscuits. Anybody ever have homemade buttermilk biscuits? I mean, it's homemade. Th there is no recipe that can get to what grandma made. Not only was the homemade buttermilk biscuits, because they, they didn't grow up with, with actual sh um, syrup, but they did have sugar cane. And they would take a piece of sugar cane, and they'd put it in the water and boil it. Y'all know, know where I'm going with that? And so after a while, the boiling sugar cane with the water, it became sweet. So we would eat the biscuits, and then we would put, we call it sugar syrup, over the biscuits. There was no possible way I was going to go and work and be effective at work after eating that. Because you just couldn't have one. You had to have multiple. And then we had some hog. <laughs> Got to have, my grandmother didn't say sausage, she said sausage. That is a picture of what we're doing on a daily basis when we wake up and put the wrong thing in our bodies first. Lifestyle of praise. <laughs> Just asking you questions. So if I'm putting the wrong things in my body, the first thing I, when I wake up in the morning, then I'm actually being weighed down by that. And some of y'all can agree. Honestly, we can, we can see a story on a website and it can make us down for the rest of the day. Anybody ever experienced that? You saw somebody that was done wrong. I mean, we've seen some pretty graphic videos recently. And it actually makes you emotionally down. I submit to you as a spiritual believer, we should first charge our bodies by praying in the Holy Spirit first thing in the morning. I'll show it to you in Scripture in just a moment. All right, turn with me to Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. New King James Version. Second lifestyle we're talking about as the spirit-filled believer, we should have a lifestyle. Lifestyle is, is defined as the manner in which or the way a person or group lives. I like to say it this way, how you living? You do realize that your habits in the past are what got you where you are today. Good or bad. Your habits in the past are what got you to where you are right now, good or bad. I like to play golf, and one thing that golf taught me is practice doesn't make perfect. No. Practice makes permanent. What are you practicing on a daily basis? Are y'all thinking? What are you practicing on a daily basis? Scripture says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy. Everybody say it with me. In the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to Jude chapter 1, verse 17. Jude chapter 1, verse 17. I thank you. I, I, I see that y'all are listening. Thank you. Keep it up. 
Because our daily habits are what are what our habits are what will get us where we want to go. So if we can change our habits, even as a spirit-filled believer, if we can change our habits, we can change our future. Jude chapter 1, it's only one chapter in Jude, verse 17. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next scripture. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last times. Oh, come on. Anybody ever been mocked for loving Jesus? He prophesied it over 2,000 years ago. It's okay. How they told you there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. Are we seeing that today? These are sensual persons who cause divisions. Listen, if so, oh, I'm not even going to say that. Let's keep going. They're, they're, these are sensual, sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. Verse 20 says, but you, beloved, he's talking about us now. Everybody say me. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Say it with me. Praying in the Holy Spirit. We've ministered for multiple weeks, I think eight different weeks, Pastor Gregory did, on receiving the Holy Spirit. I'm just coming down and, and just finishing all up and putting pretty bows on it. Our lifestyle as a believer needs to be to pray in the Holy Spirit. Notice, I love how he says that, uh, let's go back to the, yeah, keeping yourselves in the love of God. Let's go back one verse. Go back to 20, please. Thank you. But you, beloved, everybody say, that's me again. He's telling us to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. He's given us the instructions of praying in the Holy Spirit. I firmly believe, so I grew up in a church where, where it was 100% emotional, very little education went on in the church I grew up in. That's the church I grew up in. And so I remember at, when I was 21, 22, I was like, man, I'm, I'm done with church. I, we were going Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday. And they weren't nice, pretty 90-minute 90 90 minute services Anybody grew up like me? Like you went to church and you just brought your blanket with you as a kid. <laughs> At a certain point in the service, all the kids, there was no children's church. No, 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 no. Children's church, what was that? At a certain point in the service, the kids all moved to the back of the building. We pulled out our blankets. They kept going. We started sleeping. Now, don't let mama get you back there playing, though. We don't play in the, in, the, in the church. You got jacked up. But the point I'm making with that is we should be praying the Holy Spirit. So I'm giving you the, the, the information God's telling us we need to take. When we wake up in the morning, we should take time to pray in the Holy Spirit. That should be, we, we, the first thing I put in my body should be something that's godly. Hallelujah. Dr. Cobra talking about garbage. Y'all remember that? And about how if you go on a, on a, a diet with less carbs in it, your body will burn fat. I, I'm, I submit to you today that, that if you begin to put God in, God will burn the fat of sin off your life. God will begin to burn some of those habits off your life. But we must start with having the discipline to, my phone goes off, I wake up. At least one scripture, Lord, give me one. Give me one. After I get that, let me go into prayer for a few minutes. Let me pray in the Holy Spirit. Remember, Pastor Greg said one of our, the purposes of the Holy Spirit was for our devotion time. That means you must first have a devotion time. 
<laughs> Y'all getting it? It's good. Praise God. All right, so we talked about a lifestyle of praise, very needed. We just talked about a lifestyle of joy, talking about the lifestyles of a spirit-filled believer. Y'all remember that, that show growing up, The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Remember that show? What was the guy that, that emceed that show? He had this deep voice. Robin Leach, yeah, he was like English or something. And, and what they did was they would talk about the big houses. They would talk about the cars that the rich and famous had. I would love to see someone go back and do a where are they now show. Because if you're building your life on the wrong foundation, that foundation will burn up. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. I stopped on verse 20. Let's go back. <clears throat> but you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith continually. Uh, let's, let's go over to the Amplified. I want to show you something from the Amplified. Same scriptures. That's um, Jude 17, 20, Jude 1, verse 17, in the Amplified version. It pu pulls out something I want to make, make known to you all today. You're pulling it up. Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 17, Amplified version. Use your devices as well out in the crowd. Thank you all. And it says, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for, that's verse 21. Where's verse 20? It's coming. All right, I'll read it from here. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation. There it is. Everybody say foundation. foundation. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you need a spiritual foundation. <laughs> Touch the other neighbor. Neighbor, we're talking about you. Listen, I said chew. I didn't say you. I said chew. <laughs> All right. I'll just read it from here. Jude chapter 1, verse 17. Uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress. Everybody, everybody say continually. continually. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Pray in the Holy Spirit. So when we build, begin to build the right habits, it might be hard to pray for a minute when you start. But after a while, it's going to be easier to pray for five minutes. You know, we had that 5K, right? Some of y'all, who, who, who did the 5K with us? I truly endeavored to run the whole thing. I truly endeavored. That was my heart's desire to run the whole thing. Now, how many of you know that to go from no running to a 5K would be crazy? Why is that, as believers, we want to go from just saved to <laughs> super saved? I think I'll use that word in one minute. We must take time to progress. Progression is okay. It's, it's okay to progress. So I, I didn't go try to run a 5K. I, I actually went to the track and tried to walk around the track and then run around the track. And then one day I was like, I wonder how many laps, because near my house there's a high school, so I was running laps. I was like, Lord, not to say Lord. I looked up on Google. Google, how many laps? <laughs> how many laps is a 5K? When that thing came back with 14 laps, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no. But <laughs> taking that scripture, he said, we're praying in the Holy Spirit. We're building up an edifice. We're building ourselves up. Start today. 
Build yourself up praying in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Building up in edifice. That's good. <laughs> Let's keep going. I believe that some of us cannot live a life of joy because we are enslaved by the things that we are willingly putting in our lives. I believe some of us are enslaved by the information we are willingly putting in our lives. I believe that some of you all in this room, you're having issues with certain habits because you are willingly putting certain TV shows in your body. Because you are willingly putting certain music in your body. I'm not saying that they are sin. What I'm saying is, what you put in your body can also enslave you. Like, I believe that Krispy Kreme can enslave you. Y'all laughing, but y'all know I'm serious. I didn't grow up in Atlanta. I grew up, I told you I grew up in Texas. There was no, when I grew up, there was not Krispy Kreme in Texas. There was Shipley's. Shipley's Donuts don't have, you can't, it, the, Shipley's and, and Krispy Kreme are night and day. You know, I drive by Krispy Kreme and that light is like, I'm like a zombie. <laughs> what did I do to myself? I enslaved myself by eating Krispy Kreme. This microphone here. There we go. I'll just fix it. What are, what are you putting in your body? Spiritually speaking, who or what are you allowing to educate you? The doctor you go to, is that doctor saved? Your girlfriend that you let you speak, you let her speak in your life. Your girlfriend, your best friend, you've known her since y'all were, um, what do they call it when you go from one part of the sorority to the when you crossing over? What do they call it? Your line sister. Is your line sister saved? I know y'all go back 30 years. I'm not saying cut off communication, but are you allowing her to speak into your life? The things that may not be what God wants you to do. If you're doing that, then living a lifestyle of joy won't happen because you'll be enslaved by what you put in. We've got to keep moving. Anybody get anything so far? All right. Next, next lifestyle we're going to go to. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 in the Amplified. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 in the Amplified. <laughs> Krispy Kreme did enslave me. I had to, like, stop driving that way on purpose. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Because I, I, I said, I'm going to be prayed up today. Yeah, I need, uh, I need uh, three original glaze, um, large Coke, and a chocolate ice cream fill. Yeah, that'll be seven seventy seven. Happily, here you go. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna wake up this morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on my favorite. I'm gonna turn on my favorite radio station when I wake up. Good morning, Atlanta. Doom and gloom today. Ten people shot on this part of town. Three people shot in this part of town. Highways backed up. You might not even. You might should not even go to work today. <laughs> Just stay home. That's where you'll be safe. 
Matter of fact, let's go over to our, 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 uh, our person on site. Yes, Bob, I'm on site in Kennesaw, Georgia, and we just had a break-in right in this house right here. Let me show you the house. Here's the owner. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My ring app didn't work today, and they came in and took everything. And that's the first thing you heard. How many of y'all, you're going to have a hard time believing God for protection after you heard that? George, you're doing a great job, man. Woo, that's some good word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Woo, woo. None of that's even written down. Let's go. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. In the Amplified. Next one we're going to talk about is, as a spirit-filled believer, we should live a lifestyle of purpose. Then the, word of, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you. Let's stop right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just saw that. I formed you in the womb and knew and approved of you. Everybody say me. As my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated. Say separated. And set you apart, consecrating you. And I anointed you as a prophet to the nations. So listen, let me stop right there. I know God is talking about Jeremiah being a prophet. Let's bring it up to us today. God has uniquely designed each and every one of you for a purpose. One of my good friends went home to be with the Lord. And we played his video at his home going. And he talked about what he believed. And, and what, he's, what was his mark on his earth was. And he talked about the importance of knowing our purpose. The enemy is fighting you to receive and learn and know what your purpose is. He is fighting it tooth and nail. Because when you're supposed to be this and you're over here doing that, you will not truly see full success because you're not where God wants you to be. As a matter of fact, that work, that job will be like you're toiling. It will feel like, I'm toiling, Lord. Why is this job so hard? Lord, why is, my, why is this so hard? And God is saying, because I never called you to do that. He didn't call you to do that. I know it. I, I've been there. I know it's hard to first know what God called you to be, but then have the strength to walk it out but always so rewarding on the other side. Always so rewarding on the other side. I thought I was put on this earth to do technology my whole life. Doing well in it, making six figures, no, no, no problem. No problem. But when God began to speak to me that this is not what my call was, I said, that's the devil. <laughs> that is the devil. Mm -mm, Lord, I ain't doing that. I stutter, Lord. I stutter. How can I speak in front of people? God just said, do what I told you to do, son. So for some of us, it means we getting in our prayer, our devotion time, praying the Holy Spirit, Lord, reveal to me what you created me to be. Before my mom had me, whether I was a mistake or not, but whether I was planned or not, it doesn't matter. He uniquely formed you for a purpose. 
follow it. As a spirit-filled believer, we're supposed to live a life of purpose. Turn with me to, hmm, we're gonna, I'm just going to talk about it first. Uh, I want to go there. No, I'm not going to go there. We're going to keep going. Time's getting away from me. Life of purpose. One, one of the things I love about the Bible, if you look at Paul's story, we, we don't have time to read it. When Everybody knows his name was first Saul, right? And Saul was doing what he thought was right. He was persecuting the people who he thought were not truly following God. And then Paul had this, Saul had this Damascus Road experience. But if you go and read in, in the book of Acts, am I going to go there? Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Yes, we'll go there real quick. Acts chapter 9, I believe that's where it is. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to run out of time. So when God began to speak to the, to the, the people that God wanted to, to speak to Paul, God revealed to, to that prophet or that man of God what Paul's assignment was. Basically, God was like, I've called Saul to be a minister to Gentiles. All right. The scripture doesn't say that he told Paul that, that the, that the prophet told Paul that. But he did say it. If you fast forward a couple of chapters, Paul, who's, who, Saul was his first name, but God changed his name to Paul. Paul began to walk, walk out his calling. But he was not obeying God. He was trying to minister to Jews. But God's purpose for him was to minister to Gentiles. So for some of us, when God first gives it to you, it's hard for us to accept it. But as we accept the call that God put on your life, the purpose that he has, I'm not talking about necessarily ministry. God may have purposed you to minister to a certain group of people. That's one reason why we have small groups. I'm going to put a plug in for small groups. Because if, if you see a need in the ministry, maybe you feel like we're not ministering to a certain group of people, start a small group. Our small, I don't have time to go there. So if God put a, if you see a need, that means there's a great good likelihood that God has called you to meet that need. If you see, man, you know what? We need some more uh, information given to single mothers or, or single parents. Maybe God has called you to lead that small group. Maybe God has called you to do that. Maybe you see, oh, you know, we need to minister more to different age groups. Maybe God has called you to have a small group that does that. Small group training, August 24th, 1030. Uh, LinkedUpchurch.com slash small groups. All right. What was I talking about? Paul. So Paul began to accept the calling. If you read in, in, in the book of Acts and later on, and even in all of his writings, Paul accepted the call of ministering to the Gentiles, and he walked it out. And in that purpose, Paul achieved true success. A lifestyle on purpose. Can I give you one more nugget God just gave me? What we don't know can hurt us. I used to think that what I, you know, I used to think that ignorance was, ignorance was bliss. But now as a father, and I'll bring it to you, as a parent, as a son, as a daughter, whatever family curse you're not breaking, you're passing. So if I'm living a life of purpose, then I can truly set my children up for success through my life. Yeah. 
God gave Paul this one big revelation point. I don't have time to turn there. God gave Paul the revelation that us, everybody say us, we're Gentiles. Most of y'all in this room, I venture to say, are not Jews. God gave Paul the wisdom and revelation that Gentiles could receive Jesus by faith. And then we would be engrafted in. Isn't that good news? What revelation does God want to be in your family that he wants to give to you to tell the next generation? What is it? Are you big, bad, and bold enough to take time praying in the Holy Spirit to go find it out? Some of us, that's not my case, I'll give, I'll give my mom credit. My mom did everything she knew she, that she knew to do. She had us in church all the time. So what am I supposed to do? Take that to the next level. I'm not talking about her. Are you taking the revelation your parents gave you about God to the next level? Maybe they gave you nothing. So then you've already gone far. Great. Why are we stopping? Let's keep going. Keep going. Build the right habits for you and your family. Talking about the lifestyle on purpose. We got five minutes. Praise the Lord. That's good. Some of y'all like, keep going. Actually, nobody said that. <clears throat> Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I told the small group yesterday, one of, when I started um, the small group leaders we were training yesterday, we had a great time. Uh, we, had 36, we had 36 people come for small group leader training. Give it up for them. When I began to ask God what my purpose was, and I began to see what gifts and talents I had, I realized this one thing, that God had created me to help solve problems. That was one. And so through being a problem solver, I learned in college to solve problems with technology. So, so my first job is I, I'd, I'd be the person in the room where I could hear a business need and I could design software to meet that need. But when God began to deal with me about being in this capacity, I was like, but Lord, what about this calling? God was like, you got it wrong. I calls you to solve problems, not necessarily to do technology. So what am I doing now? I'm solving problems through scripture. Hallelujah. Same thing for you. What has God called you to do? So very important. Lifestyle of a, of a <laughs> spirit-filled believer. The Bible tells us another scripture. I don't have time to turn there. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added. I'm just going to finish with this point here. All of these things will be added. So when it comes to me learning what my purpose is, when it comes to me living this lifestyle of a spirit-filled believer, I must go to the source. I must go to the source. Everybody say, the source. Let me, be, let me make it clearer. Jesus is the source we go to. He is the source we go to. He is the source. If, if you're learning to learn God's voice, start with, with the Bible. Start with obeying what's written. Ask God, Father, give me wisdom about what I'm reading. Start with a small bit and then act and work on that. And what you'll learn is as you begin to follow God, he will, his voice will be tuned in. You'll be able to understand, you know what? You know there's three voices, right? Oh, this is a good one. There's God's voice. 
Everybody say God. There's Satan's voice. Satan's voice ain't, ain't doom and gloom. And the third is your voice. You have to determine which voice is speaking to you. When you drive by that big house, you may say, Lord, I claim that house in Jesus' name. Whose voice was claiming that? Lord, I want that $250,000 house and I make $45,000. I claim it. <laughs> Whose voice is speaking right there? That's the question you should be asking yourself. When someone comes up to you and say, hey, I got, hey, hey, bro, I got this business idea. Hey, girl, I got this business idea. After you meet with them, you need to ask yourself, who's trying to get this in my life? Is it God? Is it Satan? For us to live a lifestyle of a spirit-filled believer, it's very important that we acknowledge God on a daily basis. It's very important. It's very important that God is the first thing I put in my life on a daily basis. I got to admit to you, in my own strength, I can't do this. In my own strength, I can't be a father with three girls. Pray for me. Can't do it. But when I tap into God's strength, when I tap into his wisdom, Lord, give me more patience with those girls. More patience, Lord. Um, I can do it. What God has called you to do, he will also anoint you to do. I, last little point, I remember the first time um, our first child, I remember thinking while we were in labor, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready. We were in labor. My wife was in labor. I was watching. <laughs> She's in labor. I'm watching. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I'm ready. I had watched videos. I had seen labor on the video. <laughs> I was not ready for that one. I'm telling you that. I wasn't ready to see that. God, I thank you for women because we could not do what they do with having children. <laughs> could not do it. <laughs> but I remember our daughter was born, and I remember, I distinctly remember when I held her in my arms, I sincerely felt like in that moment, God anointed me to be a father. Because I knew that this precious life was depending on me and my wife and God. God has given each one of you a precious life to nurture. First, it's your own. In this life, we are called to do things and accomplish things. Are you maximizing the life God has given you? As a spirit-filled believer, your lifestyle, your way of being should be a life of joy, should be a life of praise. I'm not giving them all. It's not exhaustive. But also be a life lived on purpose. I did not get to the life of victory, but I'm telling you, when you're operating in the purpose God has given you, you will see victory like you've never seen before. All heads bowed, all eyes closed in prayer. <sighs> Father, you're so good. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for them for every person that is in this room or those that were watching online this week, Father, I pray for them even now that as they hear the sound of my voice, Father, as they heard the sermon, Father, that they will not be hearers only, but they will act on the information. That, Father, we will have the, that, you, that you will give us the strength 
to make slight changes in our life for the better. That, Father, we will take time to acknowledge you in all of our ways on a daily basis. So once again, while all heads are bowed, all eyes are closed, you may be in this